Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name is TJ Davis alongside my constant comrade, Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today? Cider whore? Indeed. Uh, not, not too bad. Rad. No. <laughs> I can see that we are very high energy already today. <laughs> Ta-da! I mean, this is our third record in as many days, but the other two were for our other podcast, trying to finish out Shocktober. But hey, this isn't that podcast. This is this podcast. And this podcast, this is episode 68, Blue Slushy. Um, Also, by the way, the name of that other podcast is See It or Screw It. Go check it out. Yes, uh, I'm especially proud of our Shocktober special event because I Same. love horror movies. But hey, this is this podcast, not that podcast. Not there, there. Yes. Um. So let's get into um, beverage number one today. Uh, beverage number one today comes to us from Down East. This was supposed to be part of our Down East extravaganza, but I ran out of booze and drank two of them, so it's now our Down East Lackstravaganza. <laughs> Yay! I mean, I still, I only have three of them left, but still, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, beverage number one today is Blue Slushy from Down East. It is a blue raspberry seltzer i think it's a seltzer yeah yeah. i'm fairly certain it's a seltzer all right on three two one crack okay that one sprayed into my throat well at least it got in the right spot uh yeah but it went on my on the skin of my throat not like into so wow this is blue yeah no i i fucking love that this is blue (laughs) I mean, it's like a, it's not like a neon blue. It's, it's quite light because it is a seltzer, but you know, it looks like blue cotton candy color kind of. I mean, it kind of smells like blue cotton candy color kind of. Tastes like blue cotton candy color kind of. Mm hmm. Because I'm pretty sure that, like, so, I mean, that's a little off topic, but I'm pretty sure that cotton candy, like, is actually meant to have flavors, and I'm guessing that they're like the standard ones are cherry and blue raspberry. I mean, that would be my guess as well. No, because I mean, what the fuck else is candy, blue? Uh, like blue cotton candy has a very specific flavor. It's, it's like more this. like it reminds me of this. Really, I thought it was more like a blue vanilla. I mean, hell, if you handed this to me. Like, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I would definitely get uh, blue raspberry off of it. But yeah, like, I still get berry no, notes off of this. No, blue cotton candy is not vanilla. It's definitely like a fruity flavor. So Okay. So, yeah, it's probably blue raspberry then. I don't know. I've probably just eaten uh, a lot more cotton candy than you have because, well. Or at least more more recently. Uh, I definitely ate a uh, decent amount of cotton candy as a as a kid 
And, and well, I mean, then, so did I, but I continued to do so as an adult because <laughs> well, cotton candy well, fucking rules. I was going to say, and then a decent amount when we lived together. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm, maple cotton candy. All right. Damn, now I want maple cotton candy. You're making me sad, man. Well, I mean, just go back to what's it called Maple Barn. Don't they have it? Parker's Maple Barn? No, they don't. Oh, uh, that's fucking weird. Yeah, they have maple just about everything else. Well, they might have it in like those container, like the plastic containers, but that's not really what I'm looking for. No, looking for, like, no, you're you're looking shit. like fresh spun, yeah. yeah. I do not blame you. All right, but hey, this is a beer podcast, not a maple podcast. If you want to do Wait, a maple really? podcast, start your own goddamn podcast. As uh, New England Maple Black Reviews. <laughs> Today we tried maple from uh uh um uh it's like a cricket term like squidgy wicket sticky wicket sticky wicket sticky wicket would be a great name for a honey company <laughs> it totally would all right but hey we had some beers uh one of the beers we Wait. had was from tripping animals out of doro florida Again, the only good thing coming out of Florida these days is some of its beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is super duper nice. It's a uh, big sour conditioned, big sour ale conditioned with strawberry, mandarin, peach, and black currant. And it was Current. it was fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, excellent. I mean. I've liked most of the tripping animal stuff that I've had so far, but like, yeah, I'm I'm excited to continue trying more. Yes. I thought this one was particularly good. Um, well, moving on to things that are like distinctly not as good, but like <laughs> Emily and I are both like better. unemployed, so uh, the 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 beer funds are running dry. <laughs> Yeah, hence why we're finally doing the Down East episode. Yeah, it it might be a a week or two before we get to our super sexy episode 69. Yeah, because, like, that one kind of has to be specific stuff. So, we'll see. Um, So, yeah, had a couple of things that, like, definitely qualify more as, like, you know, basic beer crap kind of category, but, like, are actually good, like good versions of that well i mean we, um, we were tasting bits of american history yeah so uh we had a couple of yanglings actually uh first one is black and tan which reminds me of childhood allegedly um because allegedly had some at uh you know family reunions and shit because you know family all originally from pennsylvania yeah um, makes sense yeah, the, the fun part is central Pennsylvania that has lots of guns. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. There's a family hunting lodge and all that good shit. So, uh, the, the black and tan, for those of you who are not familiar with what a black and tan is, because that's a much more common thing in places like the UK. Also, why the shit? A... Well, like, why the shit are you listening to this if you don't know what a black and tan is? Um, like, I, I don't know, maybe it's well, just, maybe it was just me growing up, like, down south as well, because, like, those were super common in, like, country western bars in the south. <laughs> but, 
but like then I mean, they were super common up, up here, here too as well like i don't know i don't think they were that common i mean it, it's they weren't that uh, let's put it this way they weren't that common when uh you know even elder millennials were you know starting to drink legally huh like i remember that always being the exciting thing about a place having guinness on tap was like oh rad can i get a black and tan <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, uh, it so a traditional black and or at least at least this black and tan is a mix of their of sixty percent dark brewed porter and forty percent premium beer, <laughs> which is just uh, a basic ass lager. Because <laughs> I'm guessing it's huh. just their Yingling lager that they use for that forty percent. Yeah, exactly. Um. And honestly, like, you know, okay, so it averages a 3.44 on untapped, which isn't great, but for what it is, is fucking fantastic. I gave it a 3.25 despite really liking it, because it's like, I kind of feel like 3.5 is a little bit excessive for something like this, but like, given how low most lawnmower beers rate for me, like, 3.25 is pretty fucking bomb. Because this is definitely lawnmower easy drinking shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was it that I used to get? It was, it was similar to this, but I think instead of lager, it was like pumpkin beer, and had the rim. Oh, like that had yeah. a name, and that shit's delicious. Yeah. Like if you're if you're at a bar and you have a bartender who doesn't mind making black and tans, get your ass one like of a those. Black pumpkin or some shit. Yeah. Or something. if you want to make it even better or just do something different with your pumpkin beer, get a uh get a shot of vanilla vodka. Drop that into it. That's not a bad idea. No, it's pretty tasty. Probably a good Preferably a good vanilla vodka, not like one that's like, yay, artificial vanilla. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still fine with Smirnoff uh, vanilla vodka if it's mixed with stuff. If I could reach through the computer and slap you, I would. As long as it's mixed with stuff. <laughs> I am not going to be sitting. That doesn't fix it. I'm not going to be sitting here doing shots of Smirnoff vanilla. Yeah, I'd rather the whipped one or whatever the hell that is. But hey, we also had another Yingling, um, this time teaming up with another Pennsylvania institution, Hershey's Chocolate Porter. Uh, I know that we're not at our ad break yet, but hey, fuck you, Hershey Company. Yeah. But this was pretty decent, like surprisingly so. Um, it was a bit on the sweet side, but... It's sort of what I wanted from a like chocolate forward fucking porter. <laughs> yeah. No, like honestly, again, rated it under a four, but I think I, I gave this one a 3.75 because it was like, yeah, this really is genuinely a bit better than the black and tan. Like it's doing something different and it's succeeding pretty well at it. So, you know, like definitely. And if for those of you who are like, you know, look at chocolate stouts or whatever and go, oof, like, that's way too much beer for me. Like, this is a really good way to go, honestly. Um, yeah, a lot of chocolate stouts end up, like, 
a lot of companies seem to be of the mentality that if I'm going to make a chocolate stout, it needs to be a Russian Imperial chocolate stout. And it's like, no, yeah. man, sometimes I just want like a Guinness that's a little more chocolatey. Yeah. And like, you know, I haven't had one in a million years, but I could also point to something like left hand milks, uh, milk stout. Yeah. Like I haven't they... had it in years, but yeah, no, theirs was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy a lighter stout now and again. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I can love me a fucking imperial stout, but I can only drink so much of them. <laughs> yeah. But hey, Especially man, the ones for syrupy. You ended up going out to Tremonte Pizzeria and trying a bunch of different beers. Wow, Google Play is trying really hard to force an update on me right now. Um, cool. Yeah, I did have a few different <laughs> beers. Um, so, I I don't think I'd ever had anything by Essex County Brewing Company before, so I decided to give the one that they had on tap a try. Uh, this was Judah, which is a um, a dipper that uses domestic and southern hemisphere hops. It's a New England style dipper. I gave this the same rating that I gave to the uh, Hershey's chocolate porter, um, even though its average is a four point oh six. Um, oh wow! I was not. I was really not impressed by this, honestly. Like, I didn't think that it uh, held to the style standards well. I don't think that it had enough flavor punch for me. Yeah, I'm. I don't know that I'd be like rushing to go back and try more shit from this place if I'm being honest. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna be like one strike and I'm never trying your shit again. I just don't know that I'll ever be like pumped to buy that. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a good first impression for you on this company. Right. Um, oh, hey, look at that. You also had a Down East. You had their pumpkin blend. I haven't had their pumpkin blend in years. Oh, at least a year. Ooh, I did yeah. not give it a good rating when I last had it, though. Oh, see, I liked this one. Um, I gave it a four mostly because it so it. I think it might actually have pumpkin in the actual formula, but it's like most pumpkin blends. That's really not what's providing the majority of the flavor. Uh, It's the pumpkin spice mix. Um, Mm. And, you know, it like, honestly, it's a cider with like pumpkin spice mix in it. Like it's kind of hard to go wrong with that, in my opinion. Like, you can do it better or worse, but, like, it's usually going to be at least acceptable. And this was more than acceptable, I think. Awesome. I wonder if they've just, like, amped it up this year over how they had it last year. Did they, do you think that it was just, like, kind of lacking in the the spice department? Yeah, that was sort of my vibe from it. It is, like. Okay, then they probably did. didn't have as much of a flavor punch as I was looking for. This definitely had a flavor punch. All right, nice. So, yeah. I would be excited to try this year's recipe. Totally. Um, and next up, I had, which I have had before, I'm positive, but like I've never checked it in apparently, was a Dinner by Main Beer Company. So 
for those of you who don't know, uh, Lunch is Maine Beer Company's most famous beer. Like, everybody goes fucking nuts for it, especially when it's on tap. Um, really? If I recall correctly, yeah. Huh. You didn't know that? Like, everybody goes nuts for Lunch. Uh, I, still do. I did not know that. No, yeah. No, Lunch is one of those things. Um, so... If I recall correctly, I think it doesn't say here, but I think dinner is like the uh, Dippa version of lunch. So lunch is a single. This is a double. Um, they and this was made either early on in New England style IPAs or before. So it's at best like leaning in the direction of a New England, but it definitely doesn't have the unfiltered and all all that stuff that really makes the style. Yeah, but it is. Uh, well, it looks like it has a light white. haze, but like not not yeah. opaque. Right. So it this is dry hopped twice with over six pounds of hops per barrel. Uh, Citra, Falconer's Flight, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Um. Yeah, man, dinner is a solid fucking beer. I still think so. Like, I, in case you're wondering what kind of loving tongue bath this gets on uh, Untapped, it is an average 4.53 with over 60,000 ratings. Yeah, I mean. Um, and while I don't entirely disagree with that, I gave it a 4.5. I just, like, I, I, I definitely think it's solid as hell, but I don't think it deserved a 4.75 from me. Yeah. And like, it's, well, it's what you want from, like, I, I've never had dinner before, so I don't know. But I'm guessing it's what you want from, like, a Northeast-style dipa, Not a New England-style yeah. dipa, but a Northeast-style dipa. Yeah, like, I would agree. Like, worth... It's kind of the pinnacle of that. It, like, yeah, uh, worth the fucking fervor that people have for it as opposed to things like heady topper i agree i think this is a much better beer than heady topper or uh, sip of sunshine or any of the uh other bullshit that people went really nuts for yeah but yeah lunch and dinner were in that category around the same time in terms of like people getting all hyped about it rad i've got to find myself some dinner sometime then Oh, hey, you had another beverage there. This time from White Birch out of Nashua, New Hampshire. It was a 9.2% New England IPA called Hawaiian Friday. Um, a DDH Nipa uh, with coconut. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it could have been good. It actually was. I mean, it's a 4.0, so it's not like, you know holy god i this is fucking amazing but like that's pretty fucking solid especially for white birch yeah um white birch was uh one of the first companies i remember to do really really sour sours yeah um the their uh blueberry and raspberry berliners were kind of considered a staple when sours first became a thing here um and unfortunately, it hasn't held up to, you know, the explosion in the style. Um, for one thing, they, much like Night Shift, have toned down the sourness a bit. Um, and they also 
very distinctly those flavor the the fruit flavors are not made with fruit they're made with syrup yeah. and it's not even like wildly good syrup in my opinion so like it's just it it doesn't it, it the yardstick comes up wicked short for them um i have tried a number of other white birch berliners over the years and uh they all suffer from the same problem which is just being rather bland so i hadn't done a lot of white birch stuff over the years but it was like fuck it i'm gonna give this a try this is the best white birch i've had in years i mean seriously um awesome honestly would recommend if you see it it probably is worth buying make sure it's fresh because it, it is a dippa um but it was i thought that as a new england style dippa it was actually a solid base beer and i thought um although the coconut was again distinctly i mean you can't really do like natural coconut and have it fucking come through yeah it's just there's no way you're using uh and like concentrated like oil or extract or fucking whatever um I thought that they struck a nice balance with that. I thought that the coconut was neither too weak nor too strong. Um, it blended nicely with the hops that they chose. Like, seriously, best beer I've had from White Birch in a long time. Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, oh, man. Our next string is going to be kind of disappointing, though, because <clears throat> it's the first time in a while that Emily and I have had some more recent stuff from uh far from the tree far from the tree and it 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 seems like things have gone the way we have feared yeah if that's any indication at least yes um hopefully we're wrong hopefully we're wrong yeah but we ended up randomly finding a four pack of their mixed swirl um so it was four different buried ciders we had blueberry mm -hmm. raspberry blackberry and cherry you never checked mm -hmm. in cherry oh um, i think i did later oh but... you might have later but um yeah I, I hate that i'm like just jumping through four all at the same time i think we were both surprised that blueberry was the best of them yeah. but even then the blueberry was a 3.75 for us yeah, they were all underwhelming to say the least. Yeah, like like where's the rest I, of your I thought, flavor? Yeah, like man, I hope that we're wrong. I hope that this was a one-off. Maybe they were like poorly stored, and that's why there was a bunch of flavor loss. Like, but it. it at the same time, it does seem, as we have said before on here, what we had feared from Far From the Tree. It's honestly what I fear from most places that I like, that the bigger they get, the, the uh, lower their quality gets. Yeah. Or the less flavor punch to make it more generally accessible. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really uh, disappointing how disappointing these were. Yeah, it's like truly depressing. I mean, I Far From the Tree was really special. They really did a lot of 
wildly interesting and uh, risky things with cider. Oh, um, hell yeah. I think that, and I definitely think that some of the stuff that they come out with these days still sounds really interesting, but like, it's a lot more of a pain in the ass for me to take, make a trip to Salem now. And like, it may kind of makes me feel a little bit like less enthusiastic about doing all that driving. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man, I'd still be down to go get a pie at fucking flying saucer and go over to far from the tree and far from the tree and hang out. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that we know no one who works there still. Unless, oh, unless, like, you know, the owners are in someday. Yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Did, we did have some good times there. <laughs> oh, definitely. Was that... That was where we used Hodor's quality doorstops, right? It was the mm-hmm. Captain Cruise trivia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still love that name. Such a groaner. All right. Let's get through a little more beer, finish up these beers, take a commercial break, and then come back with some uh, pop culture bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, another thing we had was a stout from Lone Pine called Carnival of Horrors. It was a fucking 10%. Oh, it only says yeah. 9 on here, but I thought the can said 10 uh, Whatever. Imperial style brewed with pumpkin pie filling, maple syrup, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and vanilla. I'm a dumbass and never actually checked it in myself, but it was all right. It was a little overly sweet, and I think that a large part of that problem is just that it was so boozy. Yeah, I think that it was honestly a little better than I expected slash feared. Um, I think that Lone Pine has a lot of, like I said, Lone Pine's pretty hit or miss for me. I think that their stouts tend to err on the side of like boozy and or cloyingly sweet. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> despite the fact that this blend was not like the, the fl- flavor profile wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. It was a damn sight better than I feared it might be. So like I was I would say I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I would actually probably drink this again. I just don't know that I would get, like, a four-pack and try to drink it by myself. Because, oh boy, I mean, that, that's, how you, that's how you get messy, Emily. I, I, I would get a four-pack and drink it by myself. I would just be so grossly tired of the sweetness of it by the end. So I wouldn't yeah, want I to. Think, I think it's more of, like, a one can is kind of the right amount. Mm. kind of thing and even Unless, still like, i would rather really I, I would rather share that can with you than just like have that entire can myself i don't know right. maybe that's like the end of my night and that's my dessert <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that too Mm. all right well do a reduction of that up. and do it as a glaze over a piece of homemade apple pie I can think of better things to glaze with it, but yeah. All right. We got one um, more beverage to get through before we get to our commercial break. Yeah, because we're, ju- I'm just about done with my blue slushy, which Me too. You know, is, which fucking rules, by the way. I definitely want to try more of the down east uh, seltzers. Um, so 
the last one that we're going to talk about that isn't, you know, the stuff we're drinking is a Stowe cider called Sensation. Um, the Sensation is passion fruit what and watermelon dry and hazy cider. Um, I gave this one a 3.75. Its average is a 3.60. I mean, I feel like the 3.75 was mostly like... I don't know, want to lower its rating. It, <clears throat> I don't want to lower its rating. It's not a bad base cider. Um, I tend to personally like things... My, wine and ciders I tend to like on the sweeter side versus the drier side. Yeah. And this wasn't overly dry for me. Um I just wanted more of the tropical flavors to come through. Like if you had told me, like if you just like gave that to me, I would have assumed it was just a cider, like a normal cider on the drier side. Like I think the passion fruit and the watermelon barely came through. I mean, with artificial watermelon, I'd rather it barely come through, but like passion fruit, it's not that fucking hard to get passion fruit to come through, and they just didn't. Yeah, it was really weird that the passion fruit wasn't coming through because that should be an easy flavor because it's so distinct. And it's fairly strong if I can, if, if I'm, you know, like if some other things are any indication. So, uh, Wish I were surprised by being disappointed by a Stow cider. Um, most of the ones that I've had from them are drinkable, but not exciting enough to go back to. Uh, the only two that I've been particularly impressed by were that uh, the the cider donut one that we had last time, and I think it's the safety meeting is the uh, the hopped one. Oh yeah, they do safety really meeting good, is they the do a nice one. That is nice. They do a nice hopped cider. All right. Um... My first beverage is empty. I think it's time for commercials. Mine is too, so. Ooh. Hot. Um, Anti-ad. Fuck you, Zoom. That's it. Just fuck you, Zoom. Um, uh. Pro-ad. Um, support local music. Uh, no, that's that's weak. And a lot of local music is weak these days, too. We are not living in the golden age of local music that we once were. Yeah. Or I maybe agree. we're just too old to hear about the stuff. Yeah, that's a possibility, too. Or, like, you don't have any motivation to go check out, like, bands you don't know you're going to like. Or money. Don't forget money. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Pro ad, patreon.com backslash NEBR. Help us buy beers for this show so that uh, we, we can keep on making this show. Yeah. Uh, um, fuck. Um, I don't know. Pro ad. Pro ad for voting? Yeah. Go, vote. Rock the vote. What? Yeah, do do the thing. Uh, yeah, definitely go out and vote. I, I need to find time to like get over to Dover to do some early voting. Not that it like really matters for most of it, but yeah, still, yeah, I like to vote. It's my civic duty. Yeah. yeah. Um. Duty. Do do do. 
Doody doody do. Doody 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 doody. Uh, pro ad Invader Zim. Check it out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it fucking is. Seriously, go watch it. If you haven't watched it before, and even if you have watched it before, go watch it anyway. Yeah, I think that's a good ad to end on. Even if you've watched Invader Zim before, go watch it again anyway. I was the turkey the whole time. We'll see you on the other side of this cigarette. And then the squirrely dipped greasy head. <laughs> Me and the squirrel are friends. Why is his head so big? <laughs> Boy, that was a great cigarette break. Um, hey, we're back. We're back with uh, beverage number two of our Down East Lax Travaganza. Uh, beverage number two today comes to us from huh, Down East. It's their mimosa cider. In three, two, one, crack. I didn't spray myself at all this time. Yay. I did actually give my glass a rinse because I was like, oh, wow, that smells like uh, very sweet blue. Oh, yeah. Probably oh, would have been a decent idea. Oh, really? I didn't get any crap in mine. Oh, oh, I man. definitely got crap at the bottom. Like if, oh, if yeah. somebody told me that they had a cider... That was mimosa cider. I'd be like, yeah, sure you do, buddy. This, this is everything I want from that statement. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like this is, this is pretty damn fantastic folks. Uh, I don't know if you like mimosas or OJ cider. or cider or whatever component. <laughs> this is pretty goddamn fantastic. I do wish that it they really had is. used uh, champagne yeast instead. That would be my only complaint. Yeah, I think if they'd used a drier cider, it would have been slightly better. But no, this is solid as hell. Oh, yeah. That's a down east mimosa cider. Yeah. All right. Uh, we didn't plan well. Um, I don't know. Here, I'll give my review of the Netflix limited series, The Watcher. Um, well, if you know Ryan Murphy stuff, it's very Ryan Murphy needlessly at times. Uh, just in that, like, there's a lot of sex in it for no reason. Oh. And that's a very Ryan huh. Murphy thing. It is just like sex for no reason. Um. But, like, it it was pretty goddamn well shot. It was pretty goddamn tense. But, ultimately, because... And, no, this isn't a spoiler-free one. <laughs> uh, ultimately, because it was an unsolved case and they didn't want to make any inferences... In, infer inferences. Inferences. Um, they didn't want to infer anything. Uh... They just left it open at the end, which was a disappointing bit of blue balling. I wanted some sort of closure. And I get it. I get it. it it's not like um, 
uh, it's not like fucking what's his name the the dude who was operating in like southern california yeah um uh that guy that guy he got found out after fucking what's her name died right the, the one who like literally wrote the book on it mm-hmm. yeah um i was going somewhere with something oh i don't know the the end of it was like and we're hopeful in our current age that someone can figure out who the fuck this fucker is <laughs> Yeah. Which, like, I don't want that as my ending. That's, that's, like, almost as bad as, like, the ending of The Devil Inside. Uh, I think that's a movie I'm thinking of where it's, like, if you want to know what happens, check out this now-defunct website. Sweet. Yeah. that That's essentially just saying, I don't know how to end my movies, so cheap shit <laughs> yeah suck it nerds yeah suck it dry <laughs> uh speaking of suck it nerds um great british baking show yeah little gbbs action or gbbo depending on where you are but why would you listen to us if you're actually in the uk um yeah. it's weird so, yeah. Um, also, I still find it funny that, like, dessert week is, like, a specific thing. Because dessert is, like, a general category of thing, not, like, a specific type of sweet pastry thing here. So, it's always makes me chuckle in my head a little bit, even though I'm used to it. Um, yes. But, yeah. Uh, I thought it was awesome that... Sandro finally got Star Baker. Like I kind of figured he was. I was. I've been rooting for him for a while, but like other people definitely did deserve it. But like he's he's been really fucking consistently good, just not quite as good as the two who have been going back and forth with it. Yeah, I, I think um, that this was his week, though. Oh yeah, he fucking crushed it. Like he, you know, absolutely earned that Star Baker title, and you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I really liked Carol. I'm really so- sorry to see her go. I'm not at all fucking surprised. Like, I I knew she was going soon. I mean, I was... she has been sort of at the bottom all the way through, and they've gotten yeah. rid of enough of the bottom, other bottom players. Like, last week, I thought she was fucking toast. And she, like, skin of her teeth made it through to this week. But, like... Yeah. I'm sorry, man. But she knew she had to really pull it out, and she didn't. Yeah. Like, she fucked up every single challenge. Like, yeah, I mean, for instance, uh, fuck, what's her name? The other older lady, Dawn. Um, Dawn pretty much fucked up a little bit on every single challenge this week, but, like... You know, even though, so for instance, like her, her her showstopper was like tasted good, but looked not great. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're going to fuck up one element, fuck up the way it ta- it looks, not the way it tastes. Yep. It actually does matter more. Um, and like, 
just Carol could not get it together. Um, I don't even. I, I mean, her I goddamn think... steamed puddings. Like I know. Like again, I, I've, I've never made steamed puddings myself, but if I'm trying to steam something in an oven, I'm not going to start off with cold or tepid water. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to make sure that shit's fucking... fucking boiling when I pour it in. Yeah, if your fucking tap wasn't working right, you should have gone to somebody else's mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, there were solutions to this that you just decided not to do. Um, you know, she did. She didn't. She wasn't the worst in the technical, but she sure as fuck didn't do well. And then I don't even remember what the yeah, technical was. I am. I don't think that anybody did that oh, well on it. Oh, it was. It was. Uh, uh, it was no, the it lemon wasn't. meringue pie. Lemon meringue pie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a couple people did pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. I figure but, give I, I, I maybe I'm overestimating myself, but like I think that I could like fumble through a lemon meringue pie in two hours. <laughs> um although it was really funny that you have I don't know if you'd seen that before, but this was one of the fun technical challenges where there's literally one line of instructions that is make the thing. Yeah, no, I found that to be hilarious that the only line of instruction is make a lemon meringue pie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before and it's always fucking hilarious when it happens. Like it's one of those like it, it happens usually when it's like something that like is considered basic enough that you should be you should fucking know what you're doing like. Yeah, you're essentially making like, I don't know, a lemony custard or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, and then like a pie shell and like meringue. Like it's not like if you're on if you're a good enough of an amateur baker to end up on Great British Baking Show, you should fucking know how to do all of those things. Yes. Um, I mean, even if you don't know specifically lemon custard, you should know how to make a custard, and then oh lemon <laughs> yeah like um, meringue I, like i am not even an amateur baker and i know how to make meringue <laughs> well there's two different kinds of meringue there's like french meringue and italian meringue oh well. so like uh it, i think italian meringue is the one that like you see in like supermarkets and shit the ones that are like hard and crispy mm-hmm uh, I think French meringue is the one that's like it. It can be crispy on the outside, but it's meant to be like kind of soft and like like a whipped cream kind of thing on the inside. Oh yeah, well I, that's the yeah. kind of meringue I think of for a meringue pie, which it's right, just like that, they are different kinds of meringue, which I did not know until I started watching the show. Oh, huh. Uh, yeah, but like I guess French meringue is egg whites, sugar, uh, vanilla extract whip until firm yeah that's more or less what i yeah i can't remember what makes an italian meringue different it might even just be the baking method or whatever but um well also yeah. aren't italian meringues usually smaller yeah instead which of is like why it's easier high sized yeah which is why it's easier to get it you know firm all the way through well like your custard is already cooked as long as you don't fucking mm-hmm. curdle it uh, cause it's very easy to turn custard into just like shitty scrambled, scrambled eggs. eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think was... the hardest part for me would be like making the pie crust. <laughs> oh yeah. I've never made a pie crust. Like fuck that. Um, I mean, I would guess it's like, you know, a 
that kind of pie crust, uh, flour, uh, butter, <laughs> sugar, sugar, salt, uh, fucking eggs. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Probably, but maybe, but it, yeah, I don't know. I've never made a pie crust. I don't fucking know. Like, my question um, would be is, like, is there even water in there? Because I don't think there is. I think, like, all your uh, liquid is coming from the eggs. Possibly. I Again, I've never made one. I, I can't speak to this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, ouch. Um, Carol just, uh, she fucked up the, the showstopper, too. Like, if I recall correctly, she fucked up, like, kind of how it looked, but definitely the textures and the flavors. And it's like, yes. yeah. Like, it wasn't very attractive to begin with, but then it also tasted, like, not good. <laughs> I mean, I would bet that the next two people to go are going to be the people who were close to the chopping block this time. Like, I think it's Don and Kevin next. I don't know which one goes first, but Kevin's the remaining Scottish guy. Don's the other older lady. Did you freeze? I think TJ froze. Well, it's the Emily show now. Uh, fuck that guy. Um, let's see here. Oh, I think he moved. You back? All right, cool. Hopefully you can hear me now. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what the hell happened there, but it sucked for a moment. Um. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm guessing we're done with uh, Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, also, one more note, actually, on Great British Baking Show. I uh, kind of missed the whole internet up in arms about Mexican week. I mean, shocker. Every time they do something like that, it ends up in an internet fight. And those are usually pretty entertaining to watch unfold. So kind of bummed I missed that. I don't even remember Mexican week. I think that was literally the last one we watched before this. Oh. Maybe. It's amazing how quickly I forget that show. <laughs> oh yeah, how do you forget Mexican week, man? Like that was the one that it was like, "Oh, this is going to this is going to make the internet angry." Oh, um, was that the one? Oh, that was the one where two people got kicked out. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hey there. I also watched another movie. Like, I've watched so many fucking movies. Uh, this one was called Grim Cuddy. This one is a super short, spoiler-free, newish movie review. So I'm not going to get into, like, ending. But... Uh, it's on Hulu. I think it's worth checking out. It's an interesting twist on the like internet urban legends that the minds of children bring to life. 
so like that's kind of neat and honestly i'm a big fan of like the character design for the grim cuddy i think it looks rad like super bulky broad shoulders with just like spaghetti arms and giant hands and like a great big like english bulldog sort of mouth like it is some properly creepy design i'm not sure if it was all cg that they did it with but i'm kind of hoping that there was some puppetry in there just because of like how it moves it's got a real like right. janky movement so it makes me hope that there is some puppetry in there but uh yeah the grim cutty check it out it's not bad uh we also watched a couple of movies together um the first one we watched was Old People, which is a German horror movie about, uh, I mean, it kind of, the event that is cent- we're centering around is the wedding of the sister of this woman who's like either divorced or separated from her husband. They both grew up in the country. She had moved to the city to become a lawyer. He was like still a farmer, so he didn't go with her and the kids, so... You know, but like they they clearly didn't break up because they you know stopped loving each other or whatever. Um, and yeah, just life took him in different directions. So like he has new girlfriend, she comes with the kids because it's her sister, blah blah blah. Um, and yeah, it just so happens that like uh, that town is full of old people who have suddenly turned violent and murderous. Yeah, and like surprisingly spry, just suddenly. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't even remember the ending of it. It like that's how much of an impact it made on me. Um, the I I do remember the ending because the ending they could have gone multiple ways with it. Uh, I mean, not to get too spoilery, but it it's not a supernatural ending. It focuses more on like. Uh, this is this is kind of an exaggerated version of what happens when society allows uh, people who are, um, you know, less fortunate, less popular, you know, uh, like older, younger, whatever, to become isolated. Oh, yeah. The horrors of isolation. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, honestly, given the fact that they had, like, you know, seemingly for their age, at least, supernatural strength and whatever, like, kind of hoped that there would be a little bit more to it than that. But, like, I get what what the movie's going for. Especially because early in the movie, early in the movie, like, every shot that you see, there's all this pollen floating around everywhere. So it's like, oh, that must be what's causing this thing to end up happening. It's sort of like, Instead of pollen, it's like a fungus similar to, um, you know, that that fungus that grows out of ants' heads and turns them into zombie ants. Cordyceps? Yeah, that's it. Like, that would have been yeah. a direction to go with it. Nope. Um, no. Um, I'm okay with the direction that they went with it. Like, I actually think that it makes an interesting commentary. I also really like that they give you an example of, like you know, there, there is a coming back from this, like, you know, uh, the kids of the original couple okay. end up escaping. 
I K. A I K E. Oh, Ika. That's Ica. their grandfather. Oh. Oh. Who are you talking about then? I'm yeah. I'm. That's what I'm getting to. Is the kids end up escaping this uh, bloodbath with their grandfather, who basically snaps out of it. Like he was kind of in league with like the whole group of like old people, but like you could see that he started to like kind of snap out of it at when they went to get him at the old folks home to bring him to his daughter's wedding. And, uh, you know, like kind of progressively, like through the movie, he's like kind of participating, but not really. He's sort of just sort of kind of standing there. And then like the, the kids fully snap him out of it. And it's like, fuck you're, I, you know, I need to protect you. Let's get away from here. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a bad flick. If you're going to watch this, though, I, I would rather say watch Blood Red Sky. It's yeah, but I a... really liked the shot choice. I liked a lot of the, the um, you know, like sort of like shot choices, cinematography, did a lot of good, a lot of good uh, creating kind of mood in terms of the way it filmed. Um, you know, I, I, mean, I wouldn't disagree pretty, with that. Man. Pretty, pretty solid. But you I haven't mean, seen Blood Red there... Sky either. No. So yeah, check out Blood Red Sky, guys. But yeah, th- there's good stuff about this. I think I'm giving it too much of a brush off. Mm-hmm. I think you are. But uh, yeah. Oh, hey, we also saw the newest Halloween movie. We didn't watch it together. Oh, did you end up watching either of the other two before no, you saw I this? Or it was just... Okay. I just watched 1978 because I'd never seen it. Shut up, everybody out there. Oh, whatever, man. Oh, you know, honestly, like, Michael Myers is not my favorite or even third favorite um, slasher in horror history. Or, or like, uh, not slasher. Um, villain. Yeah, like, series villain. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I can get why people get behind the shape, but like usually the people who are behind the shape are also fans of like Jason Voorhees, and like I don't really care for Jason either. I like my I like my villains to have a little more character <laughs> instead of just you know mindless murder machine. Uh, but yeah, Halloween ends. Uh, ending out the David Gordon Green, Danny McBride Halloween trilogy that also closes out uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's involvement in Halloween until, you know, fucking five to ten years from now. And it's like, hey, we'll give you all this money. She'll be like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, I don't blame her. If people wanted to give me a bunch of money, I'd probably take it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is supposed to close out the Lori Holden, Michael Myers story. Right. At least in how we know it. And mm-hmm. honestly, outside of going a little to the curse of Michael Myers with like the first half of the movie, for the most part, I liked it. Yeah. It felt like. Like, I, I definitely see this as uh, this franchise is done unless it gets rebooted is kind of the impression I get oh, here yeah. because it, it feels like 
they they like, try could to give do... an actual finality to Michael Myers. It's like yeah, you could do a sequel yeah. later that has like Lori Holden's dead and her granddaughter comes back to town to take care of her affairs as a new copycat of Michael Myers. Yeah, you could, I could about, see that. And then you end up like going full supernatural with it that like evil never dies. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes me wonder if that's why they sort of set up the fact that like you uh ki- like he was sort of pass like passing the torch, getting in a, you know, getting an apprentice kind of. Yeah, well, like infected him with his evil. <laughs> yeah. That, that like the door was there and it just had to be opened almost you know Uh, like and speaking of like that opening fucking brutal like a lot of the goddamn like practical effects that were used in it fucking brutal and kudos kudos to this movie for that because they did some really gruesome stuff with practical effects in it and i was here for it (laughs) absolutely it was i mean it's like it's a Halloween movie after the first one. You, you're not expecting it. I mean, actually, even the first one isn't like a spectacular movie movie. Like it's. No, John Carpenter is it, one it, of those directors that I fucking love. But like it does require some enough suspension of disbelief, though. Yeah. Like. Like you, you can't like go into it and be like, wow, this would totally happen just like this. That's not that's not what these are. But like, that's not why you're watching them. You know what it is. Yeah, we all know what it is. We like to feel horror. Horror in our lives without it being too near to us. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that was that was cool. Saw it in IMAX. That was rad. Oh, yeah, that must have been super rad. Yeah. Like, I wonder how well seeing a lot of the practical effects would be on a screen that size but i'm gonna guess like fucking what's his name having his like jaw bashed open on a turntable probably looked like fucking amazing yeah Yeah. like i'm sure that looked great because like oh and the fucking tongue going around oh yeah (laughs) so good uh yeah no it was really awesome seeing it in imax theater like there there are definitely things that it's like yeah it's fucking worth it no sit your ass in some some umbrella seats and uh with butt kickers i i do kind of miss not living like right next door to that anymore because <laughs> that was right that apartment was a rad spot man <laughs> it really was it really was we've lamented that apartment multiple times on here before though um oh uh, we also watched my best friend's exorcism because tj seems to want to block that one out oh yeah i think i enjoyed it more than he did I, I like okay, I, I don't know, man. I just wanted more from it. I think I need to give it another watch, but it's like no, I get what you mean. What it I felt really like a wanted. bait and switch. Yeah, uh, what I really wanted was something more in line with like Happy Death Day or Freaky. That like I'm on a fun ride for the entirety of this, and like the majority of my fun was had in the third act. Yeah, it was mostly very. It was mostly taken quite seriously, which like worked but it doesn't i don't think it really not, works it's to its not benefit what I expect. <laughs> no it, it's not i mean 
again, I'm not sure that like if you didn't have any expectations going in that you wouldn't have enjoyed it more. Like I I think that I am you know, being more new to the genre than you, I think that I have fewer expectations and I I didn't think it was amazing or anything, but I I I certainly seemed to enjoy it more than you because I was kind of like, "Oh. Huh. Kind of thought this was going to be funnier." But serious. Okay. Where you're like, this is an outrage. I have a nerd rage boner. Oh, man. I don't even, I'm I, TJ. I don't even think of my reaction to it's that bad. But No, like, it's not. I'm just making fun of you. Worst movie ever. <laughs> Definitely oh, sorry, not the worst Dan. movie ever. <laughs> like, I might look like comic book guy. But Dan acts like comic book guy. Is comic book guy. <laughs> uh, we love you, Dan. Come listen to us on Theater. Screw it, and hear us. Especially like, come check out the Willy's Wonderland episode. If you've never listened to us and you want to hear Dan shitting all over a movie that TJ and I are giving a loving tongue bath to, you will understand what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Or listen to any <laughs> other episode that Dan's on, and just listen to how much he shits all over everything <laughs> yeah actually the funniest part is like i still think that the olympus has fallen white house down episode like i shit on uh is it olympus has fallen is the one that i was like eh and dan was like i actually think this is kind of good and i'm like yeah what yeah what? it's like clearly we we're willing to pass like we have different standards for like what we find acceptable clearly <laughs> indeed because it's like i i just want to have fun dan's like well you know like the the script's kind of weak but like they did all this other stuff right and i'm like yeah but i don't it wasn't fun i don't why don't i don't care but it wasn't fun no i don't think it was that fun i mean it had moments but i don't think overall it was that fun all right dude we're like an hour in i'm gonna guess we could probably like wrap it on up well i mean just to give the folks a little bit more down east uh, to make it slightly less lame. Um, oh, yes. Emily has a third. This. So I've got a lax extravaganza. Emily has a stravaganza. Better than a lack megantique. Yes. Emily, what's your third one? It is the down east cider donut. Ah, exciting stuff. Um, I think it is. Um, I so shut up for a moment while I talk about this. Uh, I would say, I mean, you've had it, so you can join in. But, yeah, you know, I'm actively drinking it, so I'm more important than you, and you can eat shit. Um, I think that it gets the spices right. Um, in terms of what's included, I. It's definitely more heavy-handed on cinnamon than some of the others, but, like, that's not a problem for me. But I'm also the asshole who will, like, put cinnamon in black coffee just because. Um, I... And it tastes like good cinnamon to me, mm -hmm. which is actually kind of key. There are definitely different qualities of cinnamon. Um, and I think that the... Here, using a sweet cider really works to its advantage because it gives you much more of the uh, sweet and not dry quality that you would be expecting from, like, a fresh cider donut. 
Yeah. So, uh, I think that, you know, honestly, it any spiced cider is usually going to be good unless you have fucked up horribly somehow. Like again, pumpkin pie spices are not that far from apple pie spices or fucking cider donut spices. Like, I mean, it's just yeah. Like and I like this one went real heavy on cinnamon because in an actual cider donut I don't think you have much if anything of other spices besides Ooh. the cinnamon. So yes. It real good. I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome. I actually think I like it better than the other two that we did. Huh. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I mean, the Citizen Baker's Dozen was the weakest one, right? The Stowe was the one that we liked better in the, the episode yes. we did. I do think I like this a little bit better than the Stowe, but I think that if, I, again, if you were going to, like, buy, like, a four-pack in that case with 16-ounce cans or a six-pack in this case with 12-ounce cans... I don't know, man. If you're gonna be drinking them all in a single night, I might actually, I might actually do the stew over this one, just because this is, like I said, the the flavors are stronger. So it's like kind of better if you have like one or two of them as opposed to like crushing a six pack. I could see that. But like as a single pour, this is more interesting. I think, or at least it has more oomph. I don't know if it's necessarily more interesting. Um, 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 um. <laughs> Coolidge Corner. If anybody who works there is listening, please give us the room again. We miss it. And I need to go buy spoons. My heart needs to throw spoons. Yes. Uh, other things that have happened recently. Oh, uh, we finished out uh, She-Hulk. Uh-huh. I fucking oh, yeah. loved it. <laughs> like, oh my god, that fucking finale! I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the finale was outstanding. Yeah, new best Marvel series, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Even Dan liked it, so that should tell you that it was good. <laughs> that should tell you that it was probably fucking amazing. Like, if even Dan was like, "Yeah, I have to grudgingly agree that this was good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan is very loath to agree anything is good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. I, I know that you just like cracked one, but like, no, no. I mean, we, I figured we were gonna go anyway. Yeah, we, I'm just like, didn't I wasn't really have any... much more. <laughs> no, I just figured, you know, I, like I can happily continue drinking this after we stop recording, and you know, I figured I'd give the people a little bit more down east. Yeah. So I had a lax extravaganza. You had a extravaganza. We got so close to extravaganza, but we didn't quite make it. Maybe, maybe some other I time. I will dub folks. this butt extravaganza. All right, sure. That's a good final word. Shut we, up, man. We've we've I'm been funny. We've been cedar. Screw it. Our fucking. We've been New England beer reviews. <laughs> you did the other one. Yeah. Uh. I fucking. We recorded uh yeah, we recorded a couple a of cedar skirts the last two nights, so my brain's still there. Uh this is more just for fun because we're back down to like ten listeners. But hey, thank you, ten listeners, for 
still auto downloading this. <laughs> yeah, we uh, deeply appreciate it. We fucking hope somebody listens to this, but like, uh, honestly, we enjoy making it. So fuck it. Uh, we will be on hiatus for a little bit until we come Probably. back with our super sexy episode sixty nine. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Unless I can figure some shit out between now and next week, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's fine to push it off a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to help us out with our financial woes, you can give us money at patreon.com backslash n e b r. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews n e b r. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to this podcast wherever the fuck you're listening to this podcast. Maybe other places, too. I'm sure other places, too. Um, Check out our other podcasts. See it or screw it. I think it's pretty rad. <laughs> it truly is. Uh, Emily, final word. Buttstravaganza. Buttstravaganza. That is a fantastic final word. Bye. Bye. Bye.